The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the nether world where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone was from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's imagine the scene that our Lord is painting and the powerful message behind it that we will unwrap today. A poor beggar whose name was Lazarus. He sits and waits outside the mansion of a man with no name. There is more that we don't know about these two than we do Who do you relate to most? Do you feel abundantly blessed by the Lord? Or do you feel small and insignificant in in the eyes of others? And how do these feelings contribute to your identity as a child of God? There is a little bit of Lazarus in all of us. And there is a little bit of the rich man inside of us too. Perhaps we can ask ourselves at this point in Mass, what do I most need from God today? My soul desperately needs to be nourished by our dear Lord, but what aspect of my life is drying up? 
I come to Mass not because I am healed, but because I need healing. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come to this place of torment. The no-named man has come to a bitter end. He lived his life much like the prodigal son, but didn't have that moment of conversion, nor did he experience the loving embrace of his father. In fact, he was the one left outside when the bridegroom came. He ran away from Jesus when the journey got hard. The seed that fell on his soil was quickly taken away. How many times does our Lord in his preaching warn us that if we don't respond to his graces, we are closing ourselves off from his love and we quickly become someone with no name. We disappear from the real world. We are also surrounded by no-named people who are searching for real meaning in their life. They are our brothers and sisters, and perhaps through no fault of their own, they are on the edge of losing themselves or just disappearing. How sad this is. People can actually just disappear. Do we have people in our lives that feel they are nobody, nameless? Do we want to see these people lost around us? I think we can all say, yes, Father, there are people in my life that I need to help, but I am struggling to know how. Then, keep listening. The reason we come to Mass is to find the answers to our most important questions. It's, yes, it's true, we need healing. But we are called to be healers. Though our Lord Jesus Christ was rich, he became poor. So that by his poverty, you might become rich. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He has taught us by his life that if we become poor, he will become our treasure. It is our hope that we will all be in heaven one day. That's really the only thing that matters, and we have said that from this place a thousand times. And yes, I promise you, you will hear it another thousand times. We are, in fact, some of the most fortunate people on the planet. We know how short our time is. We understand our need to confess our sins and be in the state of grace. We do carry a gospel in our pocket. We are people of prayer and all this makes us poor in the world's eyes and rich in God's. How many of you have been a witness to your neighbor of a good person, 
a God-fearing person, a solid citizen of heaven, when I see you pull up to church on Sunday, you have a skip in your step. You are very happy to be here. This is your home. As a religious priest, I own nothing except the crucifix I received on the day of my profession of vows, one of them being poverty. So I am, for all intents and purposes, the poorest man in this church. And you make me rich. Compete well for the faith. Laid hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. We all know people, and I am thinking of one in particular, who are coming to the end of their race, the end of their earthly life. Is it not one of the most powerful images to see a man or a woman you know who is getting ready to greet the blessed Lord and to be taken to the bosom of Abraham? Recently I said mass for my best friend who was dying and I couldn't help but think, you have run the race, you have kept the faith and Jesus is calling you. And he's my age. I've got a picture today of 12 of his best friends standing all around his bedside. Surrounded by the sadness of letting one such friend go, there is that reassurance. Life is all about dying so we can get into heaven. My friend came into the church 10 years ago. Six months ago, he said to me, Father, I came into the church reluctantly. But I see now it was the best decision of my life. He told me this as we sat on the beach looking out at the ocean. The ocean of divine mercy. I am preparing to let him go to the Lord, just like you have for many of your friends. They are showing us the way. Don't wait for the Lord to come to get you. Be ready now. Live your life to the full. We have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I would like to finish by quoting the saint of the week, Padre Pio. Foolish, foolish are those who fail to fathom the secret of the cross. Is this what happened to our man with no name? With prayer and thanksgiving, we now make our petitions known to God the Father. For the shepherds of the church, for the Pope, bishops and priests, that their faith-filled teaching and preaching will lead all God's people into the one sheepfold of grace. We pray to the Lord. 
For an end to religious persecution and terrorism, we pray to the Lord. For our parish to be ever more devoted to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist, we pray to the Lord. That the dignity of human life will be protected in our laws, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Cecilia Hunne, we pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirmed and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother they may join in the saints in heaven, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And the May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed Loving Father, let the peace of heaven that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and minds through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.